0: Everything that you do in marketing, it's not about you, your business, and what you have to offer. It's about the customer.
1: DigitalMarketingRadio.com The Big Interview with Baby Babe. How do you define your business prospects? How can you convert more prospects into customers? And how can you increase your profitability per transaction? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask today's special guest, Leanne Savage. Leanne, welcome to DMR. Hello,
0: David. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, welcome. Uh, Well, Leanne is a business growth strategist who helps to bring offline profitability skills to the online world. She's created what she calls the sales influx system so that businesses can attract customers that spend more purchase more often, and refer their friends. So Leanne, how does a business actually know that it's attracting the right website visitors?
0: Always be looking at these stats. There's some key indicators that you can look at. Your bounce rate is going to tell you whether they're staying on your website or leaving straight away. If you've got loads of people leaving straight away, then it's clear that they're not the right people for you. Then have a look at how long they're staying around for. Are they signing up onto your mailing list? Are they progressing along or are they just straight in and straight out? You can also look at where your customers are coming from. Are they coming from places where you know your ideal customer are hanging about at or are they just coming from all over the place?
1: Right okay that's interesting and of course um, w- with stats like that you can also look at what kind of devices that people are using and um, perhaps you'd also notice that um, traffic from certain devices um, aren't performing that well, aren't, are, are bouncing off your website and of course there could be loads of different reasons for that.
0: Yeah definitely it's so important especially with such a rise in the use of mobile so when you're doing updates onto your website, changing the layout and things, check it from your mobile check it from a tablet, see how it looks, see how it is when a customer first lands on your website because when they first land on your website, in those first few seconds, they're going to decide whether they're going to stay or whether they're going to go. Is it clear that they're in the right place? Because the top part of your website is the first thing they'll see and that's where they'll be making their split-second decision of am I in the right place? Is this where I can find what I need to know? or do I feel completely lost? And it's important when you're using adverts and posts from social media that link onto your website is, is it consistent throughout? Do people click on an advert and then find themselves looking in a, at a website that looks completely different to the advert? Or is there texting text in a post on social media and they click on the link and the page they land on is on about something completely different? It's also important when you're having landing pages that you've got your landing page about, it might be about a particular opt-in that you've got or a particular product that you've got and you're going to have the information about it and there's different angles that you can use when you're writing the copywriting for the page. So what you can do is do copies of that landing page so rather than just having one landing page and having several different posts leading to it you can copy the landing page and switch the benefits from the body copy to the headlines so um for example let's say you've got an accounting firm and you help businesses with different things you help them with tax, you help them with um doing the basic day-to-day account you do more complex things Then when they come to a landing page, you can pick one of these focuses and have it in the headline and then have the other things that you do. You can mention them in the body copy and just have one focus for each landing page and have different landing pages for each key point so that when you're posting and talking about a particular thing that you do, you send them to a page which is focused on that particular thing. So that people get the feeling of they know exactly where they are they know they're in the right place they feel comfortable they don't feel like you're doing a bait and switch or anything like that
1: okay so um it's important obviously um then to increase your conversion rate as much as possible Um now um you mentioned you know many good tips in there um you know look at your body copy to potentially get new headlines and potentially new landing pages So I assume from that that um, um, you have maybe multiple landing pages for um, the same ad or or, or for the same type of traffic anyway. Um, Do you use split testing tools at all to define what landing page is actually performing the best?
0: When you are building your mailing list, then you have different opt-in forms for the landing pages. So you copy the opt-in form and paste the code for the different forms on the page on the different pages so you can see that when people come onto that page the forms seen that many times and this number of people have opted in so you can compare the forms directly in your um, mailing list software.
1: Now one thing you mentioned um, was brand consistency there as well Um, brand consistency is obviously very important Um, you're delivering the same type of message um, in an advert, if you're delivering an advert, and the landing page. Um, and um, you sh- you also talked about uh, bounce rates as well. Um, in It's very easy for a business to assume that their website is performing well. Um, they're just checking their website on their own computer, perhaps. But of course, they're not checking their analytics. Their analytics might tell a story where their website works quite effectively on a PC or on a certain type of screen size, but not necessarily on a tablet. So very, very important to um, have a look into individual bounce rates based upon devices and and types of visitors and types of referring sources. But but let's bring it right back to um, attracting customers um, at the very beginning. Um, How do you define business prospects to begin with um, to determine that they're the right traffic uh, to be targeting for your website?
0: Well, you need to have a real good think about what you offer, what it can, what benefits it has and the type of people that it can benefit. That's the starting point and then you compare the, those people because you might be able to do great things for lots and lots of different people but some people just aren't that interested. It's just not that much of a priority for them others it's they're not going to invest in that sort of thing not because it's not of value but because they've got other things they could be spending their money on so you've got to find exactly who is the people sorry who are the people who um are willing and able to invest in what you have to offer then you need to think only about them what pain points do they have what situations are they in in their life what's important to them what's their priorities and what actually can they get out of what you have to offer because there's the overall thing of what you offer you can maybe help them lose weight You can maybe make them more money you can help them get relationships but it's really what is behind that what's the because Maybe they wanna feel more confident. Maybe they want to feel less stressed. Maybe they want to feel healthier. And it's always looking at what's the benefit and what's the reason behind them wanting the benefit. Because then you can connect with that particular audience on more of a deeper emotional level rather than just being all about the facts it just makes so much more of a difference because you can actually pull people towards you and make people feel that, yeah, this is exactly what I need. This is what's going to give me exactly what I want, even if they aren't fully conscious of that reason behind them wanting
1: it. Okay, I love um, the way that you talked about pain points there because um, that um, really revolves around um, the benefits to them as opposed to the features of a product. A lot, a lot of uh, marketers make the mistake of just listing all the features that their product or service offers rather than trying to target the prospect, uh, the prospective buyer emotionally um, so um, pain points is, is obviously a very very um, effective tool for um, attracting people to begin with so I would imagine that you'd encourage using pain points within an ad but also within the landing page as well
0: definitely I mean, everything that you do in marketing it's not about you your business and what you have to offer it's about the customer because the customer they're on a journey and you might, they might find you at the beginning of their journey, they might be further along when they're in the research. And what your job as a marketer is, is to provide the signposts that are going to help them get to where they want to get. You are there to help them on their journey, point the way, lead them to a sale if that's the thing that they want. Because obviously, you don't want to be selling things to people who don't really want what you have to offer because you're just ice skating uphill, basically. So find what people want, point them in the direction of what they want, and lead them through their journey to getting it. And so the journey doesn't stop when you make that first sale, because you go beyond that, because that's where the profit is. It costs a lot of money to sell to a new customer, but when you're doing repeat sales to the same customer, when you're increasing the value of the tri- transaction, bringing them back again, getting them referring friends, <clears throat> that's when it costs less because you've already won them over. You've already given them the information. that's already no like and trust you. trying to say So once you've made the sale, look at how you can help them make a better decision can you bundle products together that's going to get them a better result a faster result can you give them an upgraded version the luxury package can you get them booked straight in to come come back again can you put them onto a continuity program things like that is what makes all the difference
1: Okay, so um, um, you've you've offered quite a few tips there in terms of um, increasing conversion rates as well as actually uh, making the sale to begin with then. Um, But I'd, I'd just like to go back to the landing page that people find themselves on initially once they get to um, your website Um, so um, can you offer a few tips with regards to how to increase the conversion rate from landing on that page to actually making the decision to purchase something Um, perhaps um, you can talk about the phraseology within the page Um, other one or uh, two or three statements that you could use that um, are particularly effective at converting um, prospects into actual customers.
0: Well, i say, it's always benefits for it first. Talk as though you're talking to a specific customer. Um, really pull on their situation, where they're at now, and where they want to be. So you actually form a picture in their mind of, yes, this is for me, this is what I want, and now this is how you get it. cover up all the bases, connect with them where they're at, Let them imagine exactly where they want to be. Tell them that you have got the key to getting them from where they're at now to where they want to be. And then finally, the call to action. This is the next step that I want you to take. And always have just one call to action. Don't don't say this and this and do this. You can sign up here, visit this page. You don't want that because you are... Basically, telling them to go five places at once. You are there to guide them, so give them just one call to action of this is where to go. Now, you can put the call to action at the top of the page and the bottom of the page if you've got a longer page, but always make it all go to the same place because you know exactly where they need to be and where you want them to be. So you don't need to tell them five different places of where to go. Just focus on the one.
1: Okay, that's great advice. Um, So just focus on the one call to action there. Now, um, what about um, if the business is um, an e-commerce business, it it sells products online um, and it also offers um, a a newsletter as well um, and and wants to build its email list. Um, Do you think that um, the initial thing it should be focusing on is is to build that email list first um, or should the call to action be to, to sell a product to begin with?
0: Well, the, when it comes to such as that, then it's always, always good to build a list. But if you've got software as a service, then you can offer a free trial, which works very well for a lot of companies like that because people can go in, you get them straight on the list, and they can have a look around, see exactly how it works, Is it's going to be right for them.
1: Okay, so um, take some time to try and get... Uh, the prospect experiencing the product or services that you actually offer um, and at the same time build your list um, and then you can build your relationship with them over time and um, uh, as you do that you make it more likely that you're going to make the sale obviously at some point in the future
0: yeah because all of your marketing is basically creating the experience sometimes you, with a lot of marketing you can't give them a test drive then um, as you can with software as a service But all of your marketing, you're talking about the experience of what it's like to have the product, how it's going to feel, how your life's going to change, etc. So it's always about the experience. Everything that you do is always about the experience because that's what people want. You see, nobody wants a thing. They don't want another book. They don't want another car. They want the experience of having it. And they want the experience of what their life's going to be like after they've had it. It's always about the experience.
1: Okay, so you've you've got your prospect, you've got um, the the potential customer that's signed up, um, experiencing your product or service, perhaps for free at the moment for a limited time. They're on your email list. Um, what are the the most effective steps that you can take? Um, by communicating with that customer by email to encourage them to make it more likely for them to proceed from being a prospect into a client?
0: Well, the main thing is making it clear that they're on the right track, giving them help with how to use things. So making sure they know exactly where things are, how to use it, how to get the most out of it. So you send out regular email giving tips on how to get the best out of what you've got to offer and don't wait until the end of the trial before you pitch them for upgrading it make it so it's clear in their mind that yes this is how much it's going to be this is what it's going to give you upgrade to keep on having access to the product because when you wait till the end then you're they're at the end of it And they might have logged in a couple of times and tried a couple of times, but not really got into it. So you need to keep on the communication throughout the trial period so that they are keep logging in. So they're trying it so that they're getting a real feel for it. And hopefully they're starting to see some results from it
1: excellent okay so that's that's another great tip there so keep the communication going during the t- trial period don't just give them the free trial and then seven days later or whatever um, the length is of your free trial and um, say okay um, your trial is finished you can purchase here if, you're not, if you want you, you need to build that uh, relationship ensure that that uh, prospect is actively using your product or service during the trial period as well um, so you've got the prospect now in a frame of mind um, wanting to buy and in fact um, just starting to buy um, but you also advocate um, maximising that sales opportunity as well. Um, How would a business uh, maximise the profitability of that sale?
0: Basically, looking at how you can combine products together. So, if you've got one product or service, which other products and services that you offer will help the prospects get the most out of the one that they originally wanted? So you can look at combining it. You can have a look at having a couple of different options. So you can have the basic version and a higher luxury version where they've got more features, more support, and give people the option to upgrade because they know that they want the product. They know that they want the results that it gives. And you need to be there to say, okay, I know you want it, but if you have this, for so much more, then you're going to get everything that you wanted originally, but you're also going to get this, this, and this. You see, not everybody will take you up on the upgraded offer, but some will. And if you don't make the offer in the first place, nobody will.
1: It's very important to do um, um, upselling as well, because... um, It doesn't cost you any more in terms of marketing costs um, to increase the profitability of that sale um, because all your effort has gone on to um, build the relationship with the customer. Perhaps you've paid for the advert to begin with. You've you've driven the customer through your uh, your email database and your autoresponder. um, But then you've got them wanting to buy from you. And then you can um, effectively choose yourself um, what level your profitability is going to be or at least give them the option to give you more money.
0: Definitely. I mean, I learned this when I was an assistant in the salon. So I was sweeping up, doing the shampooing at the backwash, etc. cetera. <laughs> and um, we were looking at getting some more money through the door. Um, one thing that I was given the challenge of doing was selling conditioning treatments. And I mean, sales, before that, I'd had a sales job and that lasted a few weeks. I was on the phone and it got to the point where I'd dial a number and I would hope that nobody answered the phone because I was just so terrible at sales but in the salon offering these um, conditioning treatments it was so easy because the customer's already at the backwash they've already got the hair wet it's being shampooed they're going to have it conditioned so I offered them the deep conditioning treatment it made no um, no huge difference. They wouldn't have to go out of their way to get it. It would just be me putting a different conditioner on the hair and doing a massage and leaving it in for a little bit longer. So it was the easiest sale ever because they were already there with the wet hair. They were already going to have their, their hair shampooed. They were there because they wanted their hair to be better. So it, as I say, it was the simplest sale ever. And that's one of the things which started me on this path of um increasing customer value upselling getting people back again in the game
1: and again. Uh, no absolutely that's a great example there um it's all about your mindset how you Perceive sales to be because a lot of business owners starting out for the first time perhaps haven't been in a sales environment and they feel quite awkward asking for the sale from someone but if you really offer an outstanding product or service um, and um, you offer some additional services to supplement your core product and you don't tell um, people about that, then potentially you're doing a disservice um, to these um, potential clients because you're not not making aware of of everything that you could help them with. So it's it's, it's all about perception.
0: Yeah, well, they're thinking of, oh, I don't want to be salesy, I don't want to be pushy. Uh, Because all they're thinking of sales means taking money from people. But really, sales is giving people what they want and need.
1: Absolutely. And
0: if you're thinking about that, it's thinking, I'm not taking from people. I'm giving people something of greater value to them than the money in their hand. So you sale is all about giving, giving value, getting people the things they want and need. So if you think about it that way, it becomes a whole lot easier.
1: So it's really essential to be thinking about conventional sales thinking in the online world as well. And talking about the online world, um, I'd like to segue into the second section of our discussion, which is your opinion on what's happening in digital marketing today. So starting off with software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact the success of your business?
0: Oh, now that's a tough one. I mean, my mailing list, is a huge part of it because that's where I get people on, um, I talk to them, I build the relationship, I get lots of great content out to them. So I think it would be get response, although I'm, my website's on WordPress, I don't, don't know what i do without my website. <laughs> um, so and I've just started using Sendable for my social media so it's a that's a really tough
1: question well that's that's three possibilities to look into there, so um what about what software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you've meant to try at some point in the future?
0: Lead pages uh-huh. I keep looking at it thinking, <laughs> thinking about it, and it's something I'm probably going to um, sign up for very soon.
1: <laughs> a lot of people talk about Clay Collins, yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, no, I mean, it's obviously a very effective tool for increasing um, opt-in rates, so um could be well worth the investment.
0: Definitely. I
1: wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently?
0: I think it was, I got too much information. I'm, I was looking for information here and there and everywhere, and there's so much that you can do. And you can do your website, mailing list, social media, podcasts. I mean, social media itself, it's all these different platforms. So you're thinking about all these different things, trying to do it all, when it's ridiculous. You need to focus on just one or two things, get the pathway in place for your customers, and then start adding different things into it. So, I mean, at the minute, it's my social media, brings people to my website, which brings people to my mailing list, which then brings people to the opportunity to buy. Now, people obviously, they can join in at different places. Maybe they'll find a website first. But having this pathway in place then has allowed me to start bringing different um, things to start filling my funnel with, such as podcast interviews. Now I've got that pathway in place, I can start doing these different things rather
1: than trying to do it all at once. Yeah, wonderful advice. So let's move straight on to... The this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. I'm just looking for your gut reaction. Yeah. <laughs> email or Twitter?
0: Uh, hard email.
1: Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Pardon? Affiliates or display advertising?
0: Affiliates.
1: Facebook or Google Plus? Google Plus. Online press releases or one-on-one relations?
0: Got to be one-on-one.
1: Paid search or SEO? Another tough
0: one. I'd say paid search.
1: Email contact form or telephone number? Email. Website or app? Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? to be email and local marketing or global marketing
0: uh depends on the business
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> but initial reaction is to veer towards local <laughs> yeah. moving straight on to the ten thousand dollar question if i was to give you ten thousand dollars and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single digital marketing activity what would you spend it on and how would you measure success
0: Um, I would look at sending out packages to possible strategic alliance partners and then going from there and directly measuring what income comes through the strategic alliances that evolve from there.
1: Packages. Um, Now, that sounds interesting. What what would be in that package?
0: Oh, obviously, it's information on what I do. Um, It'd also be looking at some little tailored gifts finding out a little bit about the people and popping something that's a little bit tailored to them, maybe a lesser-known book from an author that they like or something just something a bit unique that stands out.
1: Something tailored, you know, that's, that's really good advice there because um many people will maybe just send out um, a standard package and they're a lot, a lot less likely, I, I suppose, to get a reaction from that than if they think about it and personalise things a little bit.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be looking to get loads and loads of things out to loads and loads of people. It would be looking at directly for a select group of possible strategic alliance partners. Because strategic alliances is a great way to reach a large number of your target audience. Because they've already got the audience. So coming together, you've got your audience, their audience, then it can make a powerful impact.
1: My number one takeaway... Well, Leanne, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses?
0: Think about your customer's journey. Walk walk yourself through it right now. Where do they meet you? How are they feeling now? What happens? Where do they find you? What information do they get? How can they buy? And look at how you can make it easier and smoother for that to happen.
1: Lovely. Well, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time, your focus, and your willingness to give back. What's
0: the b- Thanks w- for having me.
1: Well, thank you. Well, what's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do?
0: Uh, if they head over to salesinflux.com slash DMR, then they can get a copy of the nine-litre cheat sheet, which is a one-page cheat sheet on the nine ways to increase sales in your business which includes increasing conversion rate, getting people coming back, um, bringing them back when you've not heard from them for quite a while. So if you go to salesinflux.com slash DMR, they can download that and they can also get onto the email list where I'll be sending out marketing nuggets um, two or three times a week.
1: Wonderful. Well, thanks again. That's okay. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today on Digital Marketing Radio Remember, you can get every interview before it's published as a podcast, delivered as a weekly digital magazine, automatically to your tablet or smartphone. And that's for Apple or Android. Just go to digitalmarketingradio.com for links to where you can subscribe and join the rest of the Digital Marketing Radio posse. Catch you again soon.